Argentina and the football world are in mourning as one of the greats died today. At the age of 60, Diego Maradona passed away. Rest in peace, Maradona. This is very sad news. Welcome to Did Someone Say Soccer? I'm your host, Nate, a.k.a. Pablo, and I'm with... Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, Jordan. And we're going to be covering La Liga, Bundesliga, EPL... And hopefully we can give you guys some content so that way when you are driving to eat that Thanksgiving dinner, you guys can listen to us. So the first part, we're going to be all over the place. And then the second part, we're going to talk about the MLS playoffs and give our predictions for the second round. So Jordan, who's been more disappointing this season, Antonio Griezmann or Pierre Aubameyang? Yo, it has to be a bomber yang, and simply because you demanded that you got paid this all all star money, and then when you get this all star money, you piss down your leg. I mean, I got something for Griezmann coming up in a little bit, but right now, disappointing is Griezmann. It's Arsenal. It's I'm sorry, man. It's the same story over and over. Different player. What about you? Who's disappointing for you? To me, it's uh, more Griezmann because he has Messi right there. I mean, he has the power, he has the talent around him. And for him to leave Atletico and to, to go to arguably a better team, it has not shown out. And Aubameyang, you can say, well, he doesn't have anyone to create for him. And that's the argument that Aubameyang has. So, well, the thing with that, though, hang on, not to cut you off. The thing with that, though, is that you got paid that money to be the creator. You are the messy of your team, so you got to... You got that money. You got the bag, son. Now you got to do something with it. Go crash it in. You know? You asked for it. Now you got to deliver. I feel you. So we can arguably say that they're both been very disappointing this season. Talking about that, did you catch the Atletico Barca game? 100%. Now, uh, first and foremost, Ter Stegen, close them goddamn legs, man. You cannot get five hold 30, 45 yards out, man. That's unbelievable. Uh, when you asked me who was more disappointing, Griezmann or Aubameyang, I told you guys something for Griezmann. This is it. Griezmann, yo, the biter left. The vampire left. You forced him out secretly. We all know you went under the table, started passing out handies, doing what you had to do. <laughs> you're the man at Barca now. So now that you're the man, you got to deliver. You know, it. that game showed, it, glaring things were showing, and it was the fact that Messi needed Suarez there. He just knows where his best player is going to be at all time. Yes, Griezmann might be younger, faster, a better scorer, but he doesn't have that chemistry. You, you wanted it. Now you got to go get it. I don't know. If you're Griezmann, do you look at Messi and Messi, you see Messi like pouting and walking around? And does that play a part? I mean, did you sign up for that kind of Messi or did you, did you sign up for a Messi that's going to dominate and help you? But if you look at the game... You got the same Messi. Yeah, he has a shitty, like, demeanor, but his play is still the same play that it's been for the past 20 years. Growing up, he's doing the same things. He just doesn't have the striker there to finish. On a, on a higher note, Atletico finally beat Barca after 17 matches. Simeone is at top of the table. Are they legit title contenders right now? I 
think they are legit title contenders. Simply put, Real Madrid's having a weird year, man. They have all the talent to be good, but I don't know if they're going to be good. And we all we talked about Barcelona so many times. They're a dumpster fire, man. I mean, they have the talent. They have the best player in the world, arguably, but they just there's something missing about them. And when your goalie gets five hold to lose a game like that, and you guys cannot recover because there's just a lack of cohesiveness. Why not? Why not Atletico this year? It's 2020, man. Anything can happen. Real Madrid tied to Unai Emery's team. I think that probably gave Atletico some confidence that they can. And they prob- they've made the, the better signings here and to get them to where they need to be. So let's talk about your team. Leeds United against Arsenal. Dominated the whole game. Arsenal got a red card as soon as the second half started. And they still couldn't finish. Is Arsenal doing a better job defending? Or was it just an off night for Leeds United? Well, I mean, if you look at the season, Arsenal has had probably the best defensive unit going out there, game in and game out. And we know what Leeds game is. It's smash mouth, in your face. We don't really care how we're going to get points. We're just going to get points. That's how they played from start to finish. I think the, more, the, the question should be, you, Arsenal, have been putting down money on these players trying to get to where you need to be as you said at the beginning it has to be a europa league championship it has to be qualifying for europe but you're tying 10 men or not you're tying to a team that just got promoted what do you think about that very disappointing very disappointing and i think i covered this on a couple episodes ago during uh right after international break when i said pepe I didn't I didn't like that he was complaining about starting time, playing time, and finally Arteta gives him time to play. Go out there, show me something, go do something, go win this game. This is a game for you to go out and prove because you're gonna get space, you're gonna get time, uh they're gonna be attacking and you're you can counter on this team. And what's he do? He falls for a headbutt. He gives that headbutt and gives a red card. And, you know, I was so disappointed. It, it, it fires me up because I'm rooting for this guy. And he almost cost Arsenal a point in this match. You can say Arsenal didn't deserve to, any points because they probably they got off shot probably like 22 to 4. It was very frustrating watching the match. I think it just... It ruined my Sunday. So here's the thing. Are you finally coming around to what I always tell you every year when you guys sign this big name player? You guys sign the same player over and over, and they all turn out to be the same thing over and over. Somebody that comes in, does something special here or there, and then you just kind of put them by the wayside. Lacazette, where's he at? Yang, where's he at? You know, it just feels like it's one of these things with Arsenal that they just keep signing the same player over and over. Well, everyone's been bitching about we need Aubameyang in the as a center forward. Well, he was center forward, and we finally and we saw that he can't do anything because he can't get the ball. And when he did get the ball, it was on him to score. And what he do? He either shanked the shot or kicked it right to the goalie. And you're gonna get your three to five opportunities. You have to score in this game. And Arsenal worked completely out of this game when they got that red card. They did have opportunities, but they just didn't finish. And you have to finish when you're down a man. And it, that, I think, was very frustrating also. 
and people have been also complaining about they wanted to see Wallach out there and he didn't show me anything special out there that he deserved to be starting in and out. It's, it's very disappointing. I'm very disappointed in the match. Arteta needs to figure something out here. If you look at Liverpool, they just signed Jota, right? When you heard that, mm-hmm. did you think, oh, this is just to strengthen their squad, right? That's what I thought. This is a guy that... Actually, did... I thought, who the hell is Jota? How the hell do I say his name? <laughs> I... Well, <laughs> When I saw this signing, I thought that it was going to be a good a good squad player to strengthen, to come off the bench. I did not think that he was going to be starting in and out and producing goal after goal after goal and fighting his way onto this team. And then you look at Pepe, who was signed $40 million more than him, who was signed to beat starting on this team and he can't even get time and when when he gets time he doesn't show up and he just got a red card and it's just so disappointing Mm -hmm. sound like united fan (laughs) speaking of jota he's on fire at the moment son from tottenham is on fire cowart lewin's on fire erling holland's on fire and ibrahimovic is on fire at the moment so jordan start three Use one as a super sub, and you have to cut one. Oof. Now, this one's going to be kind of hard for me because, you know, the MLS made Ibra into what he is now. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> it hurts me to say this, but I got to cut Ibra because if I'm going off of talent, I'm going off of just flow of the game. Erling Holland in the center, I'm having Lewin and I'm having Son come off the side, which really isn't Lewin's game, but that's what's going to happen. And then my super sub's going to be Joseph because the dude plays a super sub when he's not starting. I think that's your best formation. What about you? Who are you cutting? Yeah, I I agree. I think I'm cutting Ebro also. That sucks, but if you look at it, if you're going to try to win here, you go... Holland's just on fire. He had four goals this past weekend. He just scored in the mm-hmm. Champions League. The dude is amazing. You know how I was talking about he needed to practice shooting across his body because he was taking a lot of those shots across his body. This past weekend, he was shooting across his body. And it, it, it's one thing to place a ball when you shoot across, but he was he was firing missiles into that side netting. You know how hard that is? I mean, you played the forward position also. How hard is it to swing that hips if you're going to go across and put it side netting? Yeah, dude, that, it's crazy. Uh, one of the things watching the highlights on this that game where he put four on him, uh, Holland's like a chunky forward. You know, he kind of just looks like a big old stick of jello out there. But he is surprisingly fast, man. He uh, Like on his fourth goal or third goal, he just uh, – unbelievable. Just – that or these German defenders are slow as shit. But it was just one jiggly, fast, yellow blob out there. It was crazy. He just looked like he was on a mission. Like like, like a man possessed out there. And it's he's been super impressive. Same mm-hmm. with Kyra Lewin. I mean, his, his match t- against uh, Fulham, well, he scored in the first minute of the game. Won me my bet that he was my player prop right off the bet. So that was awesome. Oh, I just, I don't know if you can hear this. There's some stomping going on on my stairs, man. It's uh, my daughter. She's uh, 
You know, she's saying, I'm going to I'm gonna come from Coward Lou and you say his name. She gets hyped for him. I actually don't know if that's true. I don't think she's ever seen him play. She's just really bad when she walks <laughs> on the stairs. Uh, <laughs> Lewin is, that's an impressive game. Um, what he's doing is unreal. You know, he's undoubtedly the number one forward for England. You know, Harry Kane's, you know, Harry Kane, but this guy scores. You know, he's not afraid of the big moment. One thing that I wanted to point out, I'm going to go a little bit off script here, maybe catch you off guard. So the Fulham game where... They played Everton. Lewin came in and he scored all the goals that he had to. If you look back at it, Jaime Rodriguez had such a big impact on that game because he would set up the ball that became an assist. He is unbelievable when he plays. And I think when he doesn't play, Everton is just a subpar team. But what my main point for this game is Fulham was in it. You, you don't sky that penalty kick and you, you tie 3-3. And this kind of goes up hand in hand with the Ashton Villa game when uh, one of the games I texted you that we should put money on. These clubs that are not used to being at top of the table type status are, are now figuring out that they need to win these games that are winnable. You know, Brighton is a winnable game. That's three points that you have to have. And they don't know how when things are going wrong they dominated the game. I told you, this is going to be one of those games. Every opportunity in the world, they couldn't finish. It'll be interesting to see how the end of the season comes around when these clubs that are there that are not used to being there, same for Southampton, they don't know how to finish games. Is it going to cost them to where the bigger clubs that have been in the moment, they know how to finish a game. They just have to hang on long enough for the, these clubs that are above them to fall off. I think the only signing that Everton needs is a goalie. If they can get a world-class goalie in there. They do. They have one. Yeah. Starting goalie for England. (laughs) If they can get a world-class goalie in there, they will be unstoppable. So going into the Liverpool-Leicester City match, what was your thoughts about that game? Oh, Leicester's going to run all over them. That was my first thought. I, I thought you know. that yeah I thought that Leicester City would actually have a really good game against Liverpool with all the backline uh, injuries that they had and then we had a completely different turnout maybe that front four Klopp knows what he's doing he's gonna score goals and then not look back dude you know you don't have to have you don't have to play defense if you're gonna score you know Leeds does it all the time they don't have defense for shit but if they score they win. Yeah, maybe he's taking a a note out of uh, Leeds United there. Mm -hmm. So going into the Tottenham game against Man City, Pep Guardiola signs a new two-year contract. So probably you figure that there'd be hype there and that City will probably come out ready to go. But Mourinho said, "Uh, uh, uh, uh-uh-uh-uh. He does his uh, Jose style and parks the bus, counters, and wins this game easily. What are your thoughts okay. on this? First and foremost, fuck Jose Mourinho. No, um, <laughs> I told you, er, I told you early in the week that you need to put money on this game because Tottenham was going to beat City, and they were the underdogs. That's crazy. Tottenham was the underdogs. They had a chance to be top of the table. They have probably the EPL Player of the Year in Son, and you know they have the Spanish reject of the year and Bale on the bench hasn't even played games really and he's still you know collecting that paycheck watching the highlights for that game 
it was unreal that Manchester City cannot hit the goal. They were taking shots 20, 30, 15, five yards out, and they were just missing completely, completely unlike the cities we've grown accustomed to. And it makes me wonder, are they not meshing with Pep's style? Pep is known for his tiki-taka type of play, you know? And he has to Nzabi, boom, 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 boom. Score an easy goal. City doesn't do that. They don't have the type of players for that. So Pep needs to figure out how to do that. Bringing in Messi is not going to do anything for you. I'm sorry. You know, you have De Bruyne trying to do everything, and your forwards aren't producing for anything. You know, I'm so glad I'm not Chance as a City fan because that would be frustrating to just see all the money in the world and you still cannot get Champions League material. I don't know. That's just me, though. So Kevin De Bruyne's contract's almost up. And he hasn't renewed his contract yet. Pep has gone on record and saying that he wants Jack Grealish. Aston Villa has said that they won't accept anything less than 130 million pounds for him. Is Pep looking for De Bruyne's replacement? No, he's looking to solidify that midfield. I mean, if you add Grealish, they play different positions. I just don't think it would work, you know? If if I'm Ashton Villa, I'm, I'm going to take less than 130. I'm not going to take anything less than 80, you know? Grealish isn't going to stay there forever if they don't qualify for Europe in any, you know, Europa or Champions League. He's gone. I just think De Bruyne is going to leave, dude. Where do you think he's going to go? I think go? he goes back to Germany, Borussia. That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Dude, it'd be awesome. He wants to play with the uh, baby Captain America, and he wants to play with uh, Erling. Why not? That would be nice. That would be interesting. All right, guys. We're going to go to break, and after break, we're going to get into this uh, second round of the MLS Cup playoffs. Talk some real soccer. Jordan, can you hear that? I can hear the sons of Ben crying all the way in Indianapolis right now. How mm-hmm. does the Supporter Shield winners lose to the Revolution? All right, man. Before we even get started on that, don't 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 sleep on New England. All right, when you score a ninety fifth minute goal in your playing game, you have all the momentum going into that game, dude. We saw. We saw three PK shootouts the first round, four overtime games. It was a hell of a first round for the MLS Cup playoffs. What game surprised you the most? All right, before I get into what surprised me the most, now people who say that MLS is just a joke of a league, you are so effing wrong, okay? Name one other league where you'll have a playoff system well, okay, that's that's one thing. Name one other league where you have a playoff system. Two, name another league where you'll have a playoff system that has penalties that go six to five, three zero, and eight to seven. Are you shitting me? Eight to seven. Um, the most surprising game for me, obviously, would have been Nashville taking on Toronto. Nashville, man, there's something serious. Crew, we're gonna get into that game in a little bit. But when they had, not only did they win in extra time, the fact that they could have won easily 
six nothing against Toronto, one of the wealthiest clubs in the MLS. That you know you have former USA greats like fucking Captain Bald Bradley and uh, the old Al Captain Salvador. America. Yeah, dude. Like <laughs> you know you have all these old timers and you pay, you're paying them so much money and they can't even do anything, dude. That 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 Nashville game against Toronto surprised me the most. Which one took you by surprise? The Timbers versus FC Dallas. I did not see the Timbers losing this game at all. Dallas winning in PKs. That was that was nice. I I saw that happening. In fact, I I remember if you if you this will go back and listen. I called that happening. In fact, I want to toot my own horn here. Up until the last day of the first round, I was six and one, and then the last round happened, and I finished six and four. God damn! <laughs> You're feeling it right now, people. All right. So, did you catch that Orlando uh, NYCFC game? I most certainly did not. Well, you missed the channel, man. <laughs> you missed a hell of a game. They went into PKs, and Orlando's goalie. Gets a red card. Gets a second yellow for jumping off the line. And then they take they take some they take one of their players and put him in there and he blocks the shot and wins the game for them. Yeah, that's pretty insane, dude. Have you ever seen a goalie get carded for jumping off the line? Like VAR and this little bullshit where you have to be on the line the whole time is getting a little ridiculous. Yeah, I've you know, been... if a runner can run, jump, do a backflip, and then kick it with the heel flick, you should be able to come off the line a little bit. I've, yeah, I've never seen a, especially a red card for a, in a PK shootout. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get into this prediction for the second round. All right, Jordan. Sporting KC versus Minnesota United, the Loons. I don't even know, man. I, I'm so angry that we started with this game because Kansas City, they're they're so good fundamentally from front to back. They are just a solid, well-rounded team. But every time I go against the Looney Tunes, they always seem to disappoint me, and they win. I don't know what to do here. I'm at a crossroads. My heart is telling me Kansas City, but you know my past tells me that Minnesota is going to win. So I'm going to go ahead and say Kansas City, three to two. <laughs> There you go, Minnesota. Welcome to the semifinals. <laughs> I'm taking the loons. I, s- I still think that better coaching there, and better coaching is going to get them through to the second round, to the third round. All right, so let's go into FC Dallas versus the LAFC Killers, Seattle Sounders. Be- before we, be- just yeah, one second, just why can't LAFC beat the Sounders? It's, it's uh, like they're because, kryptonite. Oh, it's simple, dude. LAFC's trash. Next question. <laughs> so who are you taking? <laughs> FC Dallas or the Sounders? Ah, uh, man. This one's tough. The West is really tough to call. Uh, Seattle Sounders, you know, they're going for the repeat. You know, they want to be the fourth team ever to do it. They have the talent to do it. You know, Jordan Morris is a pimp, and then everybody else that I don't know because I can never watch a 10 o'clock game. You know, I got a life. Uh, they are just good. And then FC Dallas, fundamentally from their training academy program all the way to the first squad, they are just a well-rounded team. I do think that Seattle's going to win. 
they'll probably win 2-0, 3-0, probably shut them out. But I have a sneaky feeling that Dallas could eke one out and get a one nothing result. So I'm, I'm taking Seattle, though. You took the words right out of me. I'm taking, I'm taking Dallas with a sneaky snake either in extra time or in PKs over the Sounders. Sorry, Sounders. There is no repeat for you this year. All right, so let's go to the Revolution versus Orlando. Ooh, man. If I were to tell anybody, hey, come watch the MLS. This game is going to make you a fan for life. Not for life, but, you know, maybe you'll be interested to watch the rest of the tournament. This would be the game that I would ask or or tell people to watch. Uh, The Purple People Leaders taking on the New England Revolution. Uh, Bo scored for the New England Revolution in the 95th minute, and it was a hell of a shot. It took them 32 shots beforehand, but big players make big plays at the biggest moments, and that was it. Orlando has guys on their team that should be called up to the U.S. men's national team. Daryl Dyke, uh, Mueller, they just got players. And since the MLS is back tournament, they have been one of the teams that has surprised me the most. This game's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm taking the Purple People leaders simply because I have a koozie of Orlando City. That's how close this game is. So you're basing this game off your koozie. <laughs> and I don't even drink. That's what's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go to the last game. The Columbus what Crew. I am going to go with Nani. I'm going with the Purple People Eaters. Orlando. I think Nani gets them through the, the next round. So let's go into this next game. The Columbus Crew versus Nashville. Who do you got? All right, so Nashville has been one of those teams that has been so surprising, it's unreal. Usually expansion teams, they come in, unless you're Atlanta United with you know the signings they had or you're Seattle with the money they had, you don't typically do good. You know, It was cool to see Miami and Nashville, two expansion teams that hopefully form some type of rivalry if Miami gets its head out of his ass and makes the right signings. Nashville won 3 nothing against Miami, convincingly. Then they went to Toronto. They had the momentum from game one to game two, caught Toronto cold. I do think Toronto, nine times out of ten, beats Nashville, but they just caught them at the right time. They should have won 6 nothing. It would have been a hell of a statement coming into this game. Columbus, however, has the save of the year, the goal of the year, and the badassery of the year. Um, <laughs> with that being said, they... You know, they won against New York Red Bulls, but it wasn't anything convincing. They won 3-2. You know, I didn't really get to watch the game, but from what I read, what I followed, it was just another game. We came in, we took care of business, and we left. Nashville is just defensively sound. I think they're going to sit back and they're going to let Zellerey on. They're going to let Pedro uh, Santos. Uh, we should have uh, Etienne back. And they're going to let them attack, attack, attack. If Zardes does not eat right away. Look for Nashville with the upset. However, I am going to take Columbus to win 2-1. I'm taking, I'm taking the crew also. And I think that they need to be on point, especially against the set pieces against Nashville. And Zellerian needs to ball out. Pedro Santos needs to have a good game. And we already know... Uh, Zardes is going to be ready to go. So he's 
he'll get a goal, and it'll probably be like in the 70th minute, 80th minute. He'll be waiting there. But I expect a huge game for Zeller IM and the crew to win. All right, Jordan. So let's go into final thoughts. Yeah, final thoughts, man. MLS, I told you guys from the very beginning, if you guys aren't down with MLS, get aboard. You cannot tell me that from the opening kickoff from the MLS's back tournament to the last game played in the MLS playoffs has not been entertaining. This shit is wild, man. And I'm here for it all day long. You know, I hope the crew come through and I win. If they don't, let's reload for next year. You know, we're going to win. But if we don't, you know, maybe let's get the purple people leaders and keep it in the East. I don't know. What What about you? Final thoughts? I'm actually going to be rooting for Chelsea this weekend to, to beat Tottenham. So hopefully Frank comes ready. And hopefully he's... He has some tactics ready to go for Tottenham because you know Moreno's going to be ready to go. Um, I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully we give you guys something you laughed about and you enjoyed. And you guys have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, Jordan and I will be back on Friday night to give us uh, Pablo's bets. and uh, Jordan's bets. Because <laughs> <laughs> Jordan did win last, last round. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to the second round. And... All right, guys. So enjoy it. If you guys haven't, if you guys aren't following us on uh, Twitter and Instagram, make sure you guys follow us on there. We're always giving updates and giving us our thoughts. And if you would have been following us against during the Arsenal game, you would have got my deep thoughts about how I felt about Nicholas Pepe and how disappointed I was. So all right. So tell your friends. Tell your family. See ya. Sure.